Welcome to Unstuck, the holistic Christian life. This is the show where we talk all things holistic Christian living, from mindset and mental health to exercise and nutrition to boundaries and relationships and toxic Christian culture, and overall, how to get unstuck from a life of less than to live a life of purpose, resilience, and joy. We don't shy away from the hard stuff here, but embrace it, challenging women to surpass the status quo and boldly live the life that God created them for. Today's episode is sponsored by Body, the online wellness platform that will completely change the game for you like it did for me a decade ago. This is the all-in-one wellness app with everything you need in one place, from a huge variety of fitness plans to simple and easy-to-follow nutrition that will transform your relationship with food alongside with mindset and meditation tools. I started using Body 10 years ago now. Wow, can't believe it's been that long. (laughs) When I was really struggling in a season with direction, struggling with purpose in my life, and it just really helped me to find myself again. And it's actually the reason that I'm a health and life coach today. It changed my mindset from one of beating myself up to actually empowering me with the practical tools to help me achieve my own health and even life goals. There are so many options to choose from to get started, but my favorite is their Total Solution Pack, which is actually the same package that I started with a decade ago. It comes with a monthly subscription to their app, which you can actually access from your phone or laptop, so you can do it from home or even at the gym, with thousands of different workouts to choose from, so you can actually find workouts that you enjoy. It also comes with an awesome customizable nutrition plan and my all-time favorite superfood smoothie that's packed with superfoods, quality protein, and nutrients. And like I said, I've been drinking this for a decade now. (laughs) It's actually healed so many different gut problems that I was having and I'm just, I'm a huge forever fan of it. So go ahead, check that out through the link below. This is the total solution that you need to really start off 2024 on the right foot and really keep the momentum going. I'm your host, Sarah, and today we're talking all things morning routines. In the spirit of the new year, we are all, I am sure, very reflective, very uh, perhaps nostalgic, thinking about the last year that we've had, um, what things we want to change going into the new year. And so um, these are all things I'm very passionate about and that are really going to be pretty um integral to the to the show here about habits and um, lifestyle and routines and, and things like that and I just really want to help you to live in a bit in a better way that makes you thrive so as we're stepping into the new year um, I thought it was a very relevant topic to talk about our morning routines I know that you're probably setting some goals you're probably thinking about what you want this new year to look like First of all, 2024, guys, I I can't even like, I can't even fathom. Isn't it still like 2014? (laughs) Oh my gosh, I'm the only one. So this is just something that this is going to make your routines, the things that you're looking at changing this year. You know, I don't want you to just have another year where you you set these big expectations for change. You set these exciting goals and things you want to accomplish, but without the right strategy to really see the end result. Um, I don't want you to set those goals and then fall through and have that disappointment on your shoulders to have that just weight of like, oh my gosh, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna change. I'm never gonna break out of this. Like I want to help you 
get out of that mindset for one um, and look at this as an opportunity that, hey, we can actually create real tangible change, um, but it's going to require maybe doing things differently than we have done them in the past because don't we just know? Everyone, the beginning of the year, gets that gym membership. January, the gym is busy, maybe even February for a little bit. <laughs> Slowly but surely, it goes down, and, and that's, just, that's just one example. Obviously, it doesn't have to be the gym. That's just kind of the cliched spot where we see this happening all the time, right? So first of all, I want to help you set routines. I want to help you set goals and create uh, change in your life in a way that for one is joy giving to you and helpful to you and actually creates the lasting change that you want. Um, but that isn't creating more work. That isn't putting a drag on your life or your schedule or just your day to day. Like I don't want to, I don't want you to be dragging through life feeling like, oh, I have to do this other thing. So that's why I wanted to start with talking about morning routines today um, because this is really, really just like a fundamental place to start. And we're going to cover all the topics in this show, especially in this season. A lot of good like foundational uh, episodes coming your way that I feel like are going to really lay a good groundwork for you as you're looking to create change in your life in a healthy way, create healthy growth. Um, but let's just dive straight into it today. Morning routines. So here's the deal. We've all, we've all read the blog. <laughs> we've all read the article, the book, the 5am club, the habits of highly successful people. It goes on and on, you know, yet here we are. We're still struggling to sustain the morning routine or honestly to even get it started. We start off the new year strong with all these thoughts of I'm going to wake up early this year. I'm going to accomplish this goal. This is the year I get fit and healthy. This is the year I commit to XYZ. And like I said, after a month or two, or gosh, even a couple weeks, we might find ourselves right where we started, just lacking the motivation to keep going, exhausted, disappointed in ourselves, and believing the lie that we have to stay stuck where we are because oh, this is just who I am. Ugh, ugh, I hate that. We don't want to admit it to ourselves, but a lot of times that's the story we're telling ourselves. There is a lot to unpack in that, and we will definitely unpack a lot of that mindset um, over this this season and just over the show as a as a whole. But today we're just going to be addressing that morning routine. So, why does it seem to work for them but not for us? Well, there's a few reasons. The first reason is because actually your morning routine starts with Are you ready? your evening routine. <laughs> Say what? Yeah, okay, okay. Uh, I've heard this too. You're thinking, I try my best, you know, I I take a shower or I read a book, I light a candle. But, you know, sometimes I do end up scrolling on my phone or, you know, maybe just watching one more episode of Gilmore Girls. <laughs> That's me. Or checking my email or doing a little more work or just texting that friend. And before you know it, it's 11, 12, 1 a.m. or worse, and you're freaking out because, you know, you were supposed to wake up at 6 for that morning workout and that quiet time before work. But I need sleep. I can't function on just a few hours of sleep every night. So there goes the morning routine as well. And hello, brain. 
brain requires sleep to function, right? So I'll just work out after work, you say. Then you come home from work and you're exhausted and you have to cook dinner and then you eat dinner and then, you know, you only have a little time to relax before bed because, hello, my whole day can't just be working chores. So then you end up watching something or scrolling or reading and saying just one more, just a little longer. And before you know it, you're in that cycle again. <laughs> Does that sound relatable? I hope it is because if not, I'm the only one, but I'm pretty sure that I'm not the only one with this experience. So how do we actually like break out of that cycle? If you want to have a strong morning routine, you need to have a strong evening routine. Now hear me out. I know you're busy. I know you don't want to add another thing to your to-do list. So, and then that's not what I'm here to do. I just want to challenge you to take this one tiny, tiny step at a time. At a minimum, maybe, try giving yourself 15 to 30 minutes before bed to have no screens, to shut off the bright lights, maybe use some Christmas lights and candles or other soft lighting you have to just take some time to have quiet, to unwind, get ready for bed, um, and just put into some of these, put it, put into practice some of these practices we're going to talk about today. Um, just creating that little space for you to have before bed. So you can start very simply. It does not have to be complicated and it does not have to be formulaic. So research shows though that you should ideally have one hour without screens before bedtime as it really helps to protect the release of serotonin and your ability to fall asleep, to stay asleep, and to have an effective restorative night's rest. So that's that's my ideal challenge. Can you give yourself an hour, even if that includes like, you know, brushing your teeth, washing your face, maybe cleaning up the kitchen gently, quietly, just starting that process of, you know, unwinding, packing that bag for the next day, and then sitting down to do some of these some of these um, practices. One hour without screens is ideal, but like I said, if that seems like too much right now, just start small and you can increase it over time. Before we jump into all of this, I just wanna start by also just challenging how you view going to bed quote unquote early, or maybe just earlier than usual. A lot of times we have the perspective, the spirit that's like, ugh, I just, I have to go to bed so early. I don't want to do this. Like I want to enjoy my night and I want to relax and I want to go out or blah, blah, blah. I want to challenge you to just change that from, from that kind of, ugh, like I'm, I'm dreading this kind of perspective to oh, sigh of relief. I get to have this space. I get to rest. Um, I get to go to bed early. This is such a restorative, um, peaceful, restful space for me that I love having every night. I'm excited to have this. Just a deep breath, a really like a space to myself, a space for maybe me and my spouse, whatever it is, just, just change that perspective, practice changing that perspective to um, a perspective of excitement. This is a sacred space for you to unwind um, at the end of the day and to really just preserve your energy to protect yourself and keep yourself healthy. So with that said, let us jump right in. Um, the second reason that the morning routine and evening routine is not working for you, maybe the one you've been trying, <laughs> is because you need it needs to be customized to you, your schedule, your needs, and your season of life. 
So the reason that the routine you found online isn't working is because you haven't actually been a part of creating it for yourself. Studies show that when you're actually involved in the process of creation for your routines, you are much more likely to keep them as the motivation becomes intrinsic from inside of you, you are a part of it rather than just extrinsic, like something you read online or something someone's telling you to do. So I want you to just, of course, glean what you can from online, glean what you can from this episode, brainstorm it down on paper, and then just parse through it. Take what will actually work for you, your schedule, your time frame, and my favorite piece, what will bring you joy and peace and support you the most, like where you personally are in this season. It's also okay if you're not really sure right away, like what to do, which exactly like practices to take in and to incorporate for yourself. Um, I would just encourage you to try things out, test it out try something for a day or maybe try something for a week and just see how it feels. Be consistent with it, feel it out. If it doesn't feel great, if it's not really working, try something out. Switch out a couple of these um, of these practices for something different. You don't have, it doesn't have to look the same. That's my point. It can look, um, it should look completely unique for you. Also, the second thing here that I wanna say that, man, I hope this, I hope this gives you just a deep breath of permission to be like, oh, it's okay. This is totally natural if something that's worked for you previously in a different season of your life would not work for you now. Not every habit, routine, and lifestyle decision works or is beneficial for every stage of our lives. So practice showing grace to yourself by being open and flexible to pivot and change if something isn't working like it once did. This is super, super relatable for me because I have been doing like morning and evening routines for so many years now, and I've had seasons in between where I've been inconsistent, where there's been a lot of changeover in my life and I've had to like stop and then pick back up. And it's, it's been hard, you know, and that's just the reality of life. Um, but I've found like in this last year of, you know, I got married a little over a year ago. So like my life just looks different living with my husband, his routines are different and we're, you know, trying to implement like, okay, how does, how does this space, how, what, what does this look like, you know, in this season? Um, so just, allowing that to be okay. Like what worked for me before when I was single, when I was living alone, isn't the same right now as what's working for me right now. And that's okay. So just give yourself that space to grow and change. So what are the elements? <laughs> what should be involved in this morning and evening routine? So I'm just going to go through some, what I call critical elements that should always be included in both your morning and your evening routine. And each, each routine should have one, should have these three things. It should have a practice that benefits your mind, a practice that benefits your body, and a practice that benefits your spirit. Now, like I've been saying, this can be in depth and complex. You can have this layered if like you're a pro, you already got the morning routine down, maybe even got the evening routine and you're looking for ways to change it up. Maybe you're adding things on, maybe you spend a really good chunk of time in this routine and that's awesome. Um, but maybe this is something that like you're just struggling with. Maybe you haven't ever had this before or you're struggling to find something that's really sticking and working for you. I just want to encourage you, keep it simple. There's no like right or wrong here. <laughs> there's, there's no absolute like you have to be doing these things. So 
really, like I've been saying, figure out what works for you here, whatever you want or need in this season. So here are my top practices that I like to include in um, my, my morning and evening routines. Um, I include some in the morning, some in the evening. I change it up. I even change it up sometimes on the day if I'm not feeling something. So we will start with the first thing is meditation. And meditation, here's what I mean by meditation. Um, meditation is a quiet time where you can sit. I like to close my eyes. I like to do this first thing in the morning when I am dead tired and I'm sitting in my PJs under a blanket on the couch and I can just sit and take some long deep breaths first thing in the morning just to slowly wake myself up. This is a place where you can focus on just being in the present moment and just creating awareness of how you're feeling. If you're having any emotions first thing in the morning or after a long day or in the middle of the day, this is something you can do at any time. But just creating that awareness in your body. How's my body feeling? Am I feeling anxiety in my chest? Or are my legs tight? Am I, what am I feeling? Bringing awareness to your thoughts. Are my thoughts racing? Sometimes we wake up in the morning and immediately have anxious thoughts racing through our brain. And so starting off in this place of calm and with this place of just slowly bringing awareness um, and focusing on what's happening in your body, in your spirit, in your mind at this time, and really focusing on your breathing as you do this. Um, this is a place to kind of just bring a create awareness around what's happening without judgment, right? So we're going to talk about parsing through those thoughts later. You know, we're going to talk about how we actually, you know, handle what we're feeling in our body, what we're feeling in our thoughts a little later with some other practices, right? But this is just a space to create that awareness. What is happening? So like I said, this is time dedicated to breath work because um, breath work specifically has incredibly massive benefits for like so many areas of your body, including your nervous system. Um, so learning to regulate our patterns of breathing, deepening and slowing our breath can help to lower our blood pressure, reduce the amount of the release of uh, stress hormones in our body uh, when we're stuck in stress or fight or flight and our body cannot shut that off and rest in the parasympathetic nervous system. This practice of breathing, of deep breathing, of slow breathing, which different breathing patterns that you can do, it really helps to just release us, switch our nervous system out of that fight or flight, put us back into the parasympathetic. Uh, the parasympathetic is the system that we should be operating in most of the time. It regulates our digestion, the recovery of the body, and when this activation is out of balance and we're in a state of constant stress and anxiety, of constant fight or flight, we're releasing like an ongoing stream of stress hormones. And that will severely harm the body over time, like in so many different ways. We're not going to get into all of that today. We're definitely going to dive deeper into this in a later episode. Um, but for now, I just want to focus on saying this, that having that daily practice of diaphragmatic breath work throughout the day, even not even just the morning and evening, but you can start with the morning and evening. It's going to help to lower your heart rate, to calm yourself down, to create a state of rest and peace within your body. And working from that place will affect 
every other area in your life. If you are stressed out all the time, creating that physical switch in your body for your body to calm down will calm your mind, will calm your your spirit, will will help to clear your mind so you can think uh, just more better. <laughs> Sorry, think better and not out of a place that's that's anxious, that's frantic. Um, now, if you are in a state where you are stressed all the time, maybe you have PTSD, maybe there's some trauma. So you, this is very physically hard. Like this, this requires a very intentional practice and an effort. Um, so just, I want you to remember that at the beginning, that this is a practice. And, and I'm calling all of these things a practice because they're all things that we want to work it, work on growing and getting better at and better at implementing over time. These are not things that like we're gonna be so stellar and amazing at in the beginning. Um, so I just wanna start to kind of switch us out of that way of thinking. This is gonna be this is gonna be hard if you're not used to breathing like this, if you're not used to breathing deeply, if you're not always aware of your breath, if you hold your breath a lot, <laughs> as my, as myself, as a as a person with complex PTSD. I hold my breath all the time and I'm not, I am not always aware of it. And so having like my Apple watch ding and be like, time to breathe. Um, that's always helpful. Setting reminders on my phone or even just throwing sticky notes around my house so that like, oh, I go to wash my face in the morning and I see a sticky note, take a deep breath. It's like, oh yeah, take a deep breath. I'm clenching my jaw. I'm holding tension in my shoulders. I'm, you know, so just creating that awareness and creating that regular practice um, is, is key here. Uh, so one of my favorite forms of a breath work that will really give you quick results if you are very stressed out, if you maybe are in a bit of a state of panic, having a panic attack, just really struggling and you need to calm down quickly, um, doing something called a box breath. Now, maybe you've heard of this, um, but if you haven't, this is an incredibly, incredibly very practical, helpful breath work. This is where you breathe in for four seconds, you hold your breath for four seconds, you breathe out for four seconds, and you hold your breath for four seconds. And then you breathe in for four seconds, and you hold for four seconds, you breathe out for four seconds, and you hold. So you just repeat that. And I recommend doing that for one to two minutes um, throughout the day, this really helps to just calm your heart rate, like I said, calm your body down in a very quick, like actual, <laughs> actually chemical way. So um, that is something I love. If you're not already implementing that, I highly recommend that. The second thing is reflection. Now, reflection is so key in our daily routine, and I love specifically implementing reflection in our evening times, but even in the morning too. Um, it doesn't have to be very long either. I find it really helpful for actively processing what's happening in your life each day so that you don't find yourself weighed down for too long by things that you could have let go of or processed maybe a week ago or even a month or even a year ago. Uh, we often carry burdens and stress, stress and strain and, and you know, just thoughts and, and so many things from our work, from our relationships, from different fears we have in, in the world and just stress from our lives. We carry these things mentally, internally with us. And when we don't 
take apart the time to actively reflect on what's going on, uh, we can't let that stuff go and release it and move on. And, and that's going to come out over time in how we treat other people around us and how we treat ourselves and how we're just living. Are we living optimally? Are we living with joy? Or are we living a life that's like really burdened? Um, so reflection is really great just as a daily process, reflecting on our day, the things that hurt us, the things that helped us, the things that brought us joy, that brought us pain, the mental struggles we're having, the inner dialogue we're having, maybe victories that we've had, just reflecting on everything is so helpful to give us clarity mentally and emotionally to see, just be in touch with where we're at so we can learn the key lessons and let the rest go. Now this is hand in hand with our next point, which is journaling. And so getting all of these messy thoughts and feelings that like, oh my gosh, let's be honest, especially as a woman, <laughs> this is just like a roller coaster, getting all of it out on paper it's a really, it's a very simple, you're going to be like, oh, what? Duh. It's a very simple, right? Yet it's profoundly successful way to give us clarity and power over the mental battles that we face, helping us to understand situations better, to make wiser decisions. It stops us from being paralyzed by situations that we face, and it helps us to actually have the power to tackle them head on. It helps us to identify mental blocks so we can better break them down. It helps us to rewire thought patterns and beliefs that we have, firstly by creating that awareness of what exists inside of us and then giving us the power to think through them and change them. So journaling, reflection, oh, super powerful, super tangibly useful parts of this time. And again, it doesn't have to be that long. It could be five minutes, it could be 10 minutes. I mean, I always challenge you to go for a little bit more, maybe 15 minutes for this practice. Um, but again, it can be whatever you need it to be. Before I go any further, I just want to take a quick second to share something with you that I've been absolutely loving lately. And it's James Michelle Jewelry. This is jewelry that you need in your collection. Like actually this this might just have to become your whole collection. <laughs> I have become absolutely obsessed with their necklaces, rings, and earrings, and I'm always getting so many compliments on them. They are handcrafted in Oregon and Hawaii to embody that laid-back, coastal sense of carefree beach living, which obviously I'm obsessed with, having come from a little beach town. <laughs> I can guarantee that you'll be obsessed, just as obsessed with their pieces as I am, and they will quickly become your staple for literally every occasion. They are so dynamic. You can click the link in the description or just head over to jamesmichelle.com and use the code SARAHJAMES to get 20% off. That's Sarah with an H, James, and you'll get 20% off. So go check it out and be sure to snap a pic and share it with me on Instagram at SarahJamesDaily because I love seeing what you guys pick out. Okay, let's get back to the show. Now, speaking of power, the next point is prayer. And this is where, obviously, as a Christian, the deepest and truest power really comes from, okay? I'm not joking. <laughs> when it comes to breaking patterns of sin, to breaking patterns and habits of behavior that we're just struggling with, when it comes to needing wisdom for decision, needing God's comfort, wanting to know Jesus more, anything and everything, prayer is the source of our life as a Christian, because it connects us to our lifeblood, which is Jesus. 
So prayer is our lifeline. It's not only our time to ask God for help and to seek his wisdom, but to let him speak to us, to let him impress things on our hearts to remain open and obedient to where he wants us to go and to what he's trying to teach us. Prayer is the space that we can really realize afresh every day. Okay, God, it's not by my strength that I'm doing everything today. It's by your strength alone. Prayer is our declaration of dependence on Jesus, as Stephen Curtis Chapman once so wisely sang. Anyone? Anyone else? (laughs) Prayer is the space where we can dump all those anxieties and worries and fears and concerns and struggles, our panic, our hope, our dreams, our joys, our celebrations, everything in our lives at his feet, knowing that he is in control of all things. He is our source of life and hope and prayer is our reminder that at the end of it all, it is all from him and it's all for him. Everything we have, everything we do. Prayer grounds us and relieves us of the pressure of trying to fight our battles on our own. I'm gonna say that again. (laughs) Prayer grounds us and relieves us from the pressure of trying to fight our battles on our own. Because girl, you can't. (laughs) We all know we cannot fight these freaking battles on our own. Life life is hard, life is hard. And if you haven't experienced some of that like next level hard, which I'm sure you have, we've all experienced it. It just, you know, it brings us to the end of ourselves and, and we have to come back to prayer. We have to come back to the Lord. And this is the space where he fills us up with himself, where he fills us with his joy, with his strength, even in times where it seems impossible. He gives us his clarity, his vision, his wisdom to see things and the situations around us, even when they look gray, even when they look dismal, even when it seems like, oh, there's no way out of this situation. He gives us eyes to see it like with his heavenly perspective. And that's such a powerful gift. That's something that the world does not have. So utilize prayer and the power of prayer. God calls us to pray. This is a key, key center, center part of our life as a Christian. This is our lifeline. Next up, hand in hand with prayer, is getting into God's word. Oof. I hope that doesn't feel like a stab for you. I am not trying to challenge you too hard today. I'm trying to challenge you today. But, you know, I'm challenging myself with every step of this process because I try to get into the Word every day. I try to spend time. But, y'all, I get distracted too. I get distracted with my own thoughts, with my stupid phone, which should really be in the next room whenever I'm reading. But we're not perfect. (laughs) God doesn't expect us to be perfect. But do you realize that getting in the Word, spending time in the Bible... This is your daily bread. This is your daily nutrition, your daily time to wait on the Lord, to read the guidance that he has already spoken to you. If you're feeling like you need an answer, where's the answer? Where's God's voice? I don't hear him. Are you spending time in the word daily? Are you letting him speak to you? This is quite literally, and I know it's cheesy, but it's true. This is our instruction manual for how to live life. This is how you build your relationship with Jesus, by spending time with him, reading his word, getting to know him. So often we go through life so bogged down, carrying all of our concerns on our shoulders, unsure of what steps to take, unsure of what decisions to make, carrying stress, trying to solve our own problems on our own, 
when God himself gave us his word to speak into every area of our lives with the purpose of encouraging us, of uplifting us, of comforting us, of challenging us, of correcting us, of showing us which steps to take. So reading God's word helps us to know Jesus more. That's the key. It's all about knowing him more. It's not about following rules, although knowing him more causes us to want to obey him, but it's it's about knowing him more. And when we know Jesus more, we live in closer relationship with him. We grow, we change, we become better, we become more like him. Those struggles and sins that we battle with, they slowly, sometimes even quickly, fall away. And his voice, we learn to recognize it clearly. And when the enemy tries to get into our mind and to tell us lies, to discourage us, to to deceive us, to pull us astray, we can identify that's not God's voice. And then we can better stay away from it. We can better guard ourselves against it with his word, with, with his armor, right? We can identify the truth. Being in the word reminds us of God's faithfulness as we see it all through scripture how he delivered silly, broken, messed up people, just like you and me, out of similar situations, sometimes much worse situations than what you and I face today. It reminds us of lessons that we've even learned a long time ago in old seasons that maybe we've forgotten. It reminds us of his character, that he loves us, that he is for us, that he is with us, that he is fighting our battles on our behalf, And we need only to leave it all in his strong and loving hands. Ugh, reading the word. Do it. (laughs) Next on the list is another form of reading. It's reading an educational book. So just learning. It's setting apart a little time every day in the morning or in the evening routine or maybe at another point throughout your day to just dedicated time to learn. Now, this could only just be 10 minutes. This could be an hour, like totally flexible, whatever your schedule allows and whatever you want. This is one of my favorites. I am a lifelong student, y'all. I don't know about you, but I love digging into books where I can just learn more about something that's interesting to me. Something I really encourage in this space and that actually got me started in this practice is reading a book for with um, a book on some kind of personal development. I have gosh, so many recommendations for books on this and I am going to link some in the show notes below. Um, so be sure to check those out, but like I have so many, so I'm going to work on some kind of, some kind of resource, uh, to, to give you guys all of these, all these great book ideas that I have. Um, but this is really all about expanding your mind outside of your own realm of possibility, opening you up to challenging how you think about things, helping you to expand and learn and change in healthy ways, gaining knowledge and tools that you can apply to your work and your life. Maybe it's studying a hobby or a skill or furthering the knowledge of your craft or just setting apart some time to read or listen to an audiobook or even like an educational video. Guys, we have so many resources today to take advantage of uh, that, that you can be taking advantage of from Instagram. So even if it's just 10 minutes a day, this will really put you into that growth, that learning mindset, a mindset that says, what can I learn today? How can I improve? How can I be better than just yesterday? 
It cultivates a mindset that approaches life with curiosity and creativity and excitement rather than that old fixed mindset that says you can't, you won't be able to, you're too dumb, you're too stupid, you're this, you're that, etc, etc. Gosh, we all have those thoughts, right? And they suck. (laughs) This is so key to slowly but surely start to just peel that away over time. And it makes you so much stronger because of it. My next point, we're getting close to the end here, is movement and exercise. Now, we all know it. (laughs) We all know quality movement is key to a healthy life and a long life. Movement benefits so many different aspects of our health. Like, it's just... We can't even count how many aspects, right? Our cardiovascular health, our brain health. It helps us manage our weight, reduce the risk of disease, strengthen our bones and muscles, improve your ability to do everyday things. Our daily movement, it benefits our physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual life. It benefits our whole being. So one thing with this, I I know, I just know there's so much There's so much negativity and stigma around exercise and we often just kind of like get into this brain where we want to just drive ourselves like a taskmaster like you need to be doing this and if you're not doing this you suck and you're bad and you're not going anywhere (laughs) and like we have these thoughts and it's just like it's not helping it's not helping so let's stop that if you're not doing any movement at all if you're not exercising this is not condemnation i want to say the key The key here, just to start a rhythm, a pattern, a behavior of of adding good movement into your daily life is focusing on some kind of dynamic movement that you enjoy. Finding natural ways to incorporate it into your schedule that bring you joy and make you feel good. Have you thought about movement and exercise in that way? If you're not moving, if you're not exercising, start with something fun. Have you always wanted to take dance lessons or some kind of dance class that you've never done before? Go for it. Try that out. If you want to do Zumba, if you like Pilates, if you just want to take a nice walk every day, breathe in the fresh air, even if it's like walking your dog for a little bit longer, going a little farther, going a new route, trying something a little different. Maybe it's going for a jog. Maybe it's just doing some yoga every day. That's something relaxing for you in this season. Whatever it is that you need, If you're just starting out, focus on something that brings you joy and something that makes you feel good because there's such like a false idea around exercise and movement that it's like, oh, it's so negative and and it's something I have to be doing and so our psyche like freaks out because we don't want to do it and it goes the opposite way and then we start being way too stagnant (laughs) you know we put so much pressure around it but exercise and movement it's fun it can be fun and it doesn't have to bog you down so if you're trying to just start something start small i know if you're like me you are so all or nothing like i have to be perfect and i have to do 100 of the things 100 of the time otherwise forget it (laughs) otherwise forget it i can't do it um We need to stop this. We need to stop this. And a really, really key way to help us stop this and break that pattern is starting by focusing on one, one small change at a time. So go for that walk, you know, in the first thing in the morning, wake you up, you know, and, and honestly, if you can add getting outside to whatever this movement is, 
man, that's just going to make you feel even better because so many studies have shown that getting outside every day has a lot of physical and mental health benefits. Um, I just love it. I've been actually walking a lot more, even though I have a pretty consistent exercise routine where I'm doing a run, I'm doing strength training, I'm doing yoga, I'm doing things inside mostly. Um, I've been running outside more and I've also just been going for walks um, at a later point in the day, maybe in the evening if I worked out in the morning, just because this just feels good to me. I love breathing in the fresh air. It's a space where I can actually practice that breath work and meditation, where I can reflect on the day and allow myself the space to think about anything that's been bogging me down. So just start with that. Start with something simple, um, something that you enjoy, that brings you joy, that makes you feel good. And lastly, I want to talk about rest. And this is really something that is kind of just definitive of what the practice is as a whole, what our evening and morning routines are as a whole. They are a space for us to to set apart as sacred, a space that is special, that is quiet, a place for us to rest and recover. Now, oh my gosh, there are so many, so many key benefits to rest and recovery. The most important part of your workout is actually your rest time. <laughs> you tear the muscle in your workout, it actually builds in your rest. So the quality of your rest and recovery is really definitive of the quality of your health and of your life right now. So using this space as that sacred place of rest is so important mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. God calls us to rest. So, you know, he calls us to Sabbath on the seventh day, right? On Sundays, which alone is a challenge. Are you actually sabbathing i'll say on on that what one day a week are you taking a full day to unplug to not run on run and catch up on all the errands that you have but to actually rest to unwind to detach to spend time with your spouse with your loved ones with a friend to connect to just fill back up from the week. Are you actually even spending that time on a seventh day? Like the whole day. I love to take that and incorporate that into everyday life, right? That's what this is all about. It's creating that sacred space for us to rest, to recover, to set ourselves up for success, to get clear on what we're doing that day, on where we're going, to unwind, to process through what happened today, to where we're at, what we're disappointed in, what we can let go of, what we can grow from. This is our sacred, sacred place for us. So creating this as a place that we can set apart, find joy in, and really recharge is going to be super empowering. So bringing it all together, we need to create a plan that works for you. And I'm going to re-say that because it's not we, it's, it's not me, girl, it's you. You need to create a plan that works for you. And I love taking all of these things that I've listed out here and, you know, splitting them up maybe between the morning and evening or just doing a couple of them both times. Totally up to you. If this is something you are already doing, I just want to challenge you is it is the way you're doing it actively serving you in this season? Is it something you're really enjoying? Is it something that's really recharging you and filling you up that you're really benefiting from? Or is it something that you're kind of doing half-heartedly, distractedly, that's not really working, that's, you know, maybe just needs to be revisited? I want to hear from you. What 
is working for you right now? What's not working for you? What is something you learned from today that you're going to implement into your daily routine? Um, I would just love to hear from you if this episode helped you. So please leave a review that helps so much. And if you want to share a little bit more about what you're doing for your routine, encourage your friends on Instagram. Uh, Be sure to tag me. I want to see it too and encourage you along the way. Now, before you go, I have one last thing that I'm so stoked to share with you for free. It's my brand new New Year Transformation Journal. This New Year-centered journal is a five-day journal that's going to be a powerhouse tool in your tool belt to really propel you into this new year on the right foot. No more setting resolutions that don't stick, that don't align with you, that make you feel guilty or ashamed when you don't follow through on them. No more being tired of really just giving up on yourself. This journal is created with simplicity in mind to strategically help you pinpoint the areas where you're struggling, transform your mindset and approach, and really help you to create goals that are aligned with who you want to become and then empower you to make that lasting change. Because this is the year that it all shifts for you, okay? You deserve to step into this new year on the right foot. So grab it for free by clicking the link in my show notes below and be sure to share with me how you're liking it on Instagram. You can always find me at Sarah James Daly. That's Sarah with an H, James Daly. That's it from me. Thank you so much again for joining me today. I will see you right back here next week.